Hello and welcome to The Schism. This podcast is all about critical thinking, dot connecting, the nature of reality, and trying to uncover the truth about the world we live in, society, who we are, and where we come from. Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Schism. Today we're going to be talking about DMT. Ooh, dimethyltryptamine. That's the one. The world's most powerful psychedelic known to man. We're going to be looking in on the mystery surrounding this strange chemical compound and the profound and often spiritual effect it has on the human psyche. Joining me today is my co-host Adam. Hello there. D-Fran. Hey. Back again. Return of the Mac. You, uh, You passed the trial. You passed the marijuana trial. You passed the psychedelic trial. And now I'm back here, back again for the the, the most important DMC. To to conclude the trilogy, indeed. The The peak of the triangle. The trilogy. The trilogy. And this is at the peak. I mean, I feel like we had to, we had to dedicate a whole episode to DMT and ayahuasca. Yeah, we couldn't just be lumped in with everything else. No, no way. And it's too important. Yeah, and I do feel like it kind of stands apart, like it stands alone from like the other psychedelics I feel like it's it is it's kind of like it's like the Mecca yeah it is the holy grail of death the holy grail I'd 100% agree I've heard it be likened to like a bungee jump like it's like a bungee (laughs) jump into psychedelia like it's not you know, like maybe someone would explain a trip, like a boat ride, like Willy Wonka's boat ride or you something. Go through waves. Yeah, but this is more like a bungee jump into oblivion. Yeah, I, I'd completely. I've never heard that, but I'd completely agree. And with that. also a bungee jump. Adam knows because it is. He's but done one. I've done, done, done two. Oh, you've done one too. Was there. there in a car park? Yeah, it, it wasn't weird. a car park. <laughs> <laughs> over concrete, Jesus. Well, it, it was over like no, a some rats. Crash mat, like an inflatable one. Where was yours at? Uh, Australia and Cambridge over water, thank God. I think my one was better. (laughs) Yeah, right, in a rusty old car park. (laughs) Yeah, in the Docklands. (laughs) And it was literally from a bloody crane. It it? was from a crane. In fact, you can probably liken your bungee jump experience more to DT than my two ones. Because it is like heading for a hard service and you're about to break through into something completely uh, but it's over yeah, very yeah. quickly as well is the point I, I mean it springs you spring back yeah for to reality before we get too far into this because i know that there'd be people listening that might not have a clue what dmt is because it's not really as well known as mushrooms acid and sort of other common i mean i'm surprised at how many people i've mentioned it to and they're like dmt oh, i've never heard of that i'm like ayahuasca and they, they, they don't know what you're talking yeah. about it's mm. not it's not a household name like 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 you might think not everyone's a psychonaut <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's true Each all the ones own. which we have letters as well you know like tcb dmt you know people were like I they think fucking hell yeah, it's just a load of fucking numbers or letters. Yeah, like, letters yeah. You're getting into the hardcore stuff, mate. Yeah. You tried C eight five two fifty. I'm like, what? It'll blow your head off. You think you're a robot? <laughs> it's true. It's true. Yeah, the DMT is um is the holy grail because I think you know anyone who has ever done psychedelics would say um, they always leave a profound effect on your life or the days after. But DMT is kind of like I don't think it just leaves an effect on life. I think it actually does change your life. It's yeah, hundred percent. Well, well, right. So just just before we get 
get into that. I just want to kind of lay down what DMT is. So I've got a little, I've got some info here. Oh, research. For a, for a change. Um, so DMT is a chemical substance that occurs naturally in many plants, animals, and us, humans. Indeed. And it's a mystery why DMT is occurring in all these species, including ourselves, but both ancient cultures and all over the world, including the Egyptians, plus leading DMT researchers today, like people like Rick Straussman, believe that the chemical is produced by the pineal gland, also known as the third eye. When you smoke DMT, you're, you inhale it through a pipe and you're smoking like the chemical compound, but it also Super occurs sauce. naturally, yeah. which is all part of the mystery of it, right? I mean, it's, it's pretty mad that this is a drug that you can smoke or you can take intravenously or cook up into a brew, which is ayahuasca, but it's also this mysterious compound that grows naturally in all these plants, animals, and humans, and we have no idea why. I mean, that is just as mysterious as you can get, really. Well, I, it's mad when I, you think about it. I think DMT on that line, I think the funny thing about DMT is I think it is like a common, I think it's still a common tongue. DMT is like the common tongue that we used to have with the natural world that we've forgotten. And I think that's the essential part of why, because it exists in us, because it always exists in us. It's what ties us to nature. We've just kind of forgotten it a little bit, you know. And like you said, back in the day of the Egyptians, they were studying the pineal gland in great depth to understand what it does. Us ourselves, a little bit different now. Yeah, the Egyptians <clears throat> almost built a whole culture around it, it feels like. It really feels like this connection to higher states of consciousness and the idea of the third eye, that was like almost at the heart of their culture. Do you know why they call it the third eye? Because you cut the brain in half. Pineal gland. Like, it's shaped, shaped it looks like, like an eye. Yeah. And that's why, like, you see, is that why you see in uh, Egyptian hieroglyphics, you actually see... The eye, eye of shape. Ra. The, the eye, eye of Ra, that's yeah. it. And yeah, the other yeah. one's the eye of Horus when it's the other way around, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, so... I believe so. So if you mm -hmm. kind of lay the eye of Ra over a cut in half brain cross, oh, cross section yeah <laughs> sorry a cross section I meant cross section <laughs> a cut in half brain <laughs> a cut in half brain a severed brain yeah um, a cross section of a brain if you lay them over the top of each other they lay up perfectly the eye of rise clearly a depiction of the pineal gland now whether they cut a brain in half like did a lobotomy or whatever and then said that looks like an eye that must be where these visions come from. You know, whether it was like, was it as primitive as that? I don't believe so because there was such an advanced culture. To me, that doesn't marry up with everything else about their culture. I think that they had some profound wisdom that told them either when they were having the trip, that this is where it come from, or they had such a great understanding of the human brain as well as all this other advanced knowledge that they had that they knew scientifically that is where it was produced from. But there's no real concrete evidence of that, mm. although you were saying earlier that they're... Well, they, they, they recently done a study, I think it was a couple of years ago, because Dr. Rick Straussman, big shout out once again. Um, big up, Rick. Go on, Rick. Rick and Morty. He's a bee's on the Rick. Um, he actually... Who's Morty? <laughs> yeah, His little helper in the DMT studies. <laughs> <laughs> He uh he said recently they actually done a study on rats and when they sleep they notice it's always the rats that get it. Yeah, first. I know, always the rats. You you're 
feel sorry and also feel good for the rats because sometimes they end up to be horrible experiments and sometimes they probably have the time of their fucking lives. So I don't know about that. I don't know about that. <laughs> but the point was is that the studies was that um, when they actually were asleep, they noticed um, that within the rats' brains, they were releasing more DMT, you know, while they were sleeping. So we can all we can assess from that that we we know that rats we, do well. Well, we can link DMT with the visions that you get whilst you're asleep. Yes, but can we necessarily tie that to the pineal gland? Well. Now, the funny thing is about it is we know that it is activating in certain times of our life. Like we know, we know that the brain floods, uh, floods it. The pineal gland opens and it floods the brain at the point of death. At the point of death. That's a fact. That is a fact. Well, well, again, I think that is something that is hypothesized by Rick Strassman. Yeah. But again, there is a lot still to disputing. back that up in ancient culture as well. Yeah, probably would be still... This is linked to some kind of... Passing... Yeah, passing over. over. And also as well, people that have near-death experiences and recount them again and again and again, they are remarkably similar to the experiences people have on DMT. I think, you know what, the, the Egyptians, they like you said, they didn't have a word for death, did they? So no. we're talking about a race of people who had discovered this pineal gland and they believed that they believed back then done something to do with releasing some sort of energy or after when you did pass, but obviously they didn't call it death. But I wanted They just called it like passing. Passing. But I wanted they go, that's exactly what I was going to ask. What did, what did they call it? Just passing. Just a passing, passing over. So rather than like an end... Yeah. Like something that's like they, finite, yeah. you're just passing from one realm to another. It's just transition. some kind of a transition. Would, would you argue what, not that, an end? That's what DMT feels like, though, isn't it? Isn't well, it? When you, you do it, you do feel like. You pass through something. Pass through something, you pass into another realm. Like, yeah. It's, it's a realm that is kind of unbounded. It's been found in culture for lots of lots of years, you know, for thousands of years. Um, it's been found in culture way, yeah. way back. Yeah, it's linked to the ancient Egyptians, but we're also yeah. talking about Amazonian tribes. We're talking about mm-hmm. like Tens shamans, of yeah, of like years, shamans using this all over the world yeah. in rituals and ceremonies. So the pineal gland is claimed to be the body's DMT factory. And it was Rick Strassman that popularised the notion that the brain releases large amounts of the compound when we dream, which we've talked about already. And that explains the kind of like profound imagery you experience when you sleep. You think how real some of your dreams are. I mean, it really does feel like you're somewhere else. And you can only really remember, similar to a DMT trip, you can only remember the last sort of fleeting moments or it's it's very sort of short-lived what you can remember once you wake from sleep. I don't know how much you dream, but my life dreams are pretty pretty vivid. I mean, some of them have, have seemed like what what I'm dreaming is feels like it's outside of my imagination to dream up a city that I've never been to or yeah. something like that. But the thing is, like when you dream, I dream like in this world with maybe a bit, you know, in this particular world, but I can fly. But when I'm in, okay. But when, but when <laughs> you're, fine now. <laughs> but when you're in that sort of dream state, it's nothing like a normal dream. Like if you if you think about like Egyptian people, like the Egyptians, they were so advanced in so many ways where they, you know, measured their pyramids to be the exact circumference of 
well, the diameters of like the earth and they, their astrology was like unbelievably advanced compared yeah, like to they, us. Yeah. So when they talk about things like DMT and having a third eye and stuff like that, like I don't think we should just like brush it the carpet yeah. as being... You know, they were primitive. Like, yeah, 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 yeah the slaves built the pyramids. It's like, well, that's a load of rubbish. Yeah. Like, what, what yeah, are like they, they, they encoded the information of, of the earth, the earth. Astrology into the architecture yeah, of the like buildings. the measurements of the yeah. earth as well as the earth's circumference our sort, sort of place in in the stars as well yeah and we then to think a load of people that didn't know what they were doing did yeah. it it's like what, what and, it, it? and it measures yeah. up to like <laughs> it was all by chance yeah and it measures yeah. oh it's a fluke what what the, the the exact height with the width of the pyramids oh, yeah. and the distance they are apart and like the way they line up is like a, the diameter of the earth or something. Yeah, yeah well, well, that's all. My, that's a complete coincidence. And it points to true north, but and it's not even like half a degree off or whatever. Like it's done, it's all done with such the, precision that people now are like, I don't know. It's like laser precision. So, so yeah. they. And must. then the stones are so heavy. You're like, well, the cranes we have now could barely even lift them, and we know they didn't have machines. Yeah, and they come from that. hundreds of miles away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The stone isn't from here. Yeah, I'm like so, kind of trusting what they then like. And it's like, and these lot have also got some ideas about the human brain. I'm like, I'm listening. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Literally, I'm like, what have they got to say? And they're like, well, they think that this might be the third eye. And straight away, you're like, well, it does look like an eye. (laughs) Yeah, so you can't can't deny that. Yeah, the fact that some, and then you fast forward to nowadays and someone like Rick Strassman, like he's one of the leading researchers on DMT and he's doing all these scientific trials on it and that's the same point that he's getting to with it as well you, you kind of think oh, bloody hell like if you're if you're drawing the same conclusion that the ancients that seem like they had an even further advanced knowledge of this came to then that is telling me that it probably is the pioneer but he was he was pioneer, like, he was the only one that was though if you think about it like the people did his studies were back in the 1980s no one else was really wanting to uh, attack or go after the sort of work he was doing. I think because it's so stigmatised. It was so stigmatised. I mean, he he couldn't originally get the FDA approval to study it. Apparently, they wanted to go into through the route of studying MDMA, of of being this sort of uh, psychotherapy sort of drug, and okay. then they then through sort of I don't know letters and whatever they then managed to get it turned into um, methotryptamine so he could test that use that instead but initially to get the bill passed to get warmed shall we say he wanted this claim to do a study in mdma and that's how i think he got the ball rolling to get it to the point when he could actually do dmt studies you know i think this this kind of stuff is like okay that's what we know about in the public arena but i'm sure they've been doing tests with dmt in you know, secret bunker <laughs> government yeah. organization. It seems like it's just oh, too. I swear that they're... like you can't deny the experience, and there's something there that's worth investigating. Whether you get the funding for it in the public arena or not is one thing. But yeah. I do 100 behind closed doors. Oh, yeah. no, no, no. Behind closed I've, doors, I've, they'll I've be heard looking. That in they on. are map- mapping the realm, mapping they? the mapping. other world. Yeah. yeah, so they're sending people in to try and map it. Yeah. Like Google Maps. Yeah, yeah. Google yeah. Maps for the, yeah. the psyche. Okay, so you turn right by the giant head, then you keep going and you keep going for a you, while. You'll see, you'll see the three glass castles yeah. on your right, and then there'll be the few 
monkeys but look like little Yoda dolls swinging from the trees. Then the giant eyes will flutter you into the tunnel. You go up that, well, for infinity, really. Infinity. Until basically you touch the chocolate river and from then it's just a Willy Wonka boat all the way. You know? Yeah, I'm, I'd like to... I mean, mapping it out. I'm not. I'm not really sure what they mean by that. But yeah, I, yeah. We might jump <laughs> jump the gun a little bit here now, but for like, so to go back into the experience that you have a little bit more, like you do feel like you kind of enter another realm. Like unlike other psychedelics, like we spoke about acid and mushrooms. Like when you do these things, it it feels like it um, affects your environment that's around you. So like we spoke about it before, you might look at the curtains and think, Oh, they're moving funny. Or you're looking at, uh, nature and it feels like it's alive and and colors and 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 waviness. Yeah. And and distortion in your vision. You feel connected and you feel at one with the world. They're still really profound experiences, but DMT sort of, you, you smoke it and it pl- and it plunges you or bungee jumps you into this really crazy psychedelic roller coaster that lasts for a few minutes then you come back into the room so to speak I mean, you, you can't like do it you have to sit down and do it on a sofa it's not like something you can do and no. walk around it's not like it's kind of a yeah. bit like train spotting you sort of do it and sink back into the the carpet of a sofa like which, warm, which sounds out which probably sounds horrible to anyone who's seen train spotting but believe me it is it isn't like that <laughs> yeah, it's, it's actually nothing. like sinking through the sheets into a whole other level of consciousness, really. Yeah, so we so we found out about the ayahuasca retreats in Peru. We were a little bit put off that idea. Well, I still want to go. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, I mean, I just haven't got like two grand to drop. I mean, <laughs> there's places in the UK where you can. Yeah, I don't think I want to go and do it at you know someone's house set, in Norwich. Setting, setting, setting. Exactly. Well, I'm like, sure it'd be out. Do in, it. I want a proper. I'm sure it'd be out. Charman, the... you know, waving his brushy leaves. Whilst doing it, like singing a little song, well, gently shaking yeah. the tambourine. Exactly, I've forgotten what they call those little chants. Don't, but yeah, I, I'd don't, rather be don't in speak the like that in front of him. Sing your little song. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Where are my ohms at, mate? Where are my ohms? Shake the yeah, figure around. <laughs> do the do the, the shaking, shaking thing. Yeah, do, yeah. I'm under. I'm under. Do the shaky thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, I, but I, I, th- I think if I'm going to do it it would be a forest properly, or something okay do you know what I mean I like, prefer to do it in Peru yeah know. have the whole experience of like trekking up a mountain yeah or and whatever, someone who's and, actually an, yeah. like, an, like an official is probably the wrong term but someone who's been doing it and a like certified respect, shaman yeah who, who well, respects the plant yeah and right okay. that actually knows what he's been yeah. doing and he's not and he's doing it for real and that is what he does rather than someone who's like oh I can bring this back to the UK and yeah, do it yeah, to yeah. people who want to get high yeah that's a traditional method yeah, yeah. yeah. they're like I've got a qualification you want to see the certificate yeah exactly. whereas like this other guy is, he, he like lives here his like yeah. certificate is his necklace with the bones on it and you're like I'm sold <laughs> yeah yeah uh, that's enough for me I mean why don't you why don't you do it why don't you go I mean I've got I'll put you off about Peru no, no, nothing put me off. Something put me off. Sorry, oh, I think like someone I knew when they didn't have a great experience. There was like their friend that it was all too much for them, and they felt 
you know, bad, like they should be looking after their friend and that kind of ruined their trip a bit. And then there was another person like in the same, uh, I don't know, I guess when you do it, you do it in like a tent or something. People were purging, she said it, like everywhere yeah. people blah, 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 vomiting and, and getting all I the mean, toxins out of them, which is part of the process. Of yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I, know, I sort of knew that. Like yeah. I did a lot of research before. Yeah. Like, I, before it, I even did DMT, I exactly, did like yeah. tons yeah, of research. Which, which is fine. And 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 I would be like happy to go through that. Like, like I'll tell you what my ideal thing would be. If I could go and it was a group, but a small group, like say us three or like a few more yeah. of us or something. And, and I knew everyone there. That would be ideal. But I can understand what my friend was talking about because she was with a lot of strangers and there was some people being violently sick and there was people other... Diarrhea all over. Yeah, and there was another guy that they'd spoken to before and he said that he had PTSD and stuff like that. And then suddenly you've got someone you don't know who's like, the choppers are coming! <laughs> <laughs> no, right. you know, but like someone yeah, yeah, that's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know, reliving... Yeah, reliving yeah no. You weren't there, man! You weren't there! The VC! <laughs> like, things are in the trees. <laughs> They're everywhere! But yeah, you know what? That's the difference. You know, I think people should know that the difference is that DMT and ayahuasca, I mean, smoking DMT is the short-lived business trip. Uh, ayahuasca is the most natural form of taking DMT because obviously DMT actually isn't active by eating it. I mean, the DMT that we've smoked would do Fuck all if we ate, ate it. Yeah. We well, anything. that's what's crazy. It You can only digest it once you combine it with other plants. Plants, yeah. yeah. No. But the natives had, like, how did they find that out? Yeah, so when you ask the indigenous uh, tribes of people, they just say, oh, the plants told us. Yeah. You know, they were so in touch with nature out of thousands upon thousands yeah, of species. They knew the one to put with the ayahuasca to cancel out the effects so that you could in, ingest it and feel this DMT effect for a longer stretched out amount of time now yeah. how amazing without all the scientific knowledge they just knew it was, it was more of a knowing and that is why I kind of going back to the pineal gland thing that is why I kind of trust the word of say the Egyptians with it because I think the more ancient people went on this like intuitive knowing more than anything else it was more of a knowing and more of a wisdom than like a thinking scientific method it was it was something deeper than that yeah yeah there's a lot of truth there well i think i think a lot of that came down to its main uses i think it's always been back in time has been a sort of like you said a cleansing because that they still use it they even tell you like you said that you have to purge all these bad juices out of you so Juices. juices or bad energy Bitter. and stuff. Yeah. Now these these are juices. You, got, up, yeah. you do have to wonder because they have been using this for like a thousand years. Like because ayahuasca is that we know of is that we know of is yeah. is the most potent form of DMT. That and obviously you can drink drink take orally, and it's actually the well is it well, more no, potent? I DMT. No, I think DMT is more potent. DM- but it lasts a much shorter amount of time. So, ayahuasca is last for hours but I don't think it's more potent no, so yeah, the no, DMT no. is the actual the synthesised version the one that we smoked but the, yeah but the ayahuasca is the, the natural brew which brew, yeah. the humans probably found out first which I think has a longer stronger effect yeah. because you can digest it harder but, 
and, yeah. you, and you're still yeah. kind of yeah, like with it and stuff. Yeah, it's it was like um, it's a pretty mad sort of thing because actually it was first first found, believably, would you believe it? It was actually 2010 when they found a small satchel in Bolivia. And it actually contained the ingredients for making ayahuasca. Oh, I heard about this, yeah. So, yeah. That they, so they, they, they could carbon date this satchel of old brewing materials for ayahuasca back a thousand years. So they even yeah. knew back then in Bolivia that they were using it for that long and stuff. It's, it yeah. actually was made... And that was found in 2010. 10. So, so not, not, not that, not long, that ago. long ago, you know. And but, it's actually always made from two traditional plants, which was actually the, the Psychotria viridiris, which is always hard to say. And this is a lovely one for everyone. The Bannisteriopsis capivine. Okay. <laughs> that is that a, one. That is, a big, that. that is a big one for everyone out there. And it's yeah, those two, it's actually those two that have to be taken together, which activates the, the main ingredient, DMT. It was actually all to do with alkaloids, would you believe it, in your stomach. If you yeah. take one without the, the other, you don't have the right enzymes and alkaloids yeah. to combust them together. The fact to that release. they knew this yeah. without but having that scientific to, knowledge. And they need to boil, I heard that they need to boil them for hours, hours. as well together. And it's like, hours. well, how the hell are you thinking about and getting that one and that one and, and boiling added. it for hours, then drinking it? It was added like bit by bit. Apparently, like they do it over like course of two days. And it's like they boil loads, reduce it, add more, reduce it, add more, reduce it. It's, it's insane how much actually preparation yeah. goes into it it's not yeah. a matter of some guys just sitting there chopping up leaves like cucumber slices yeah. and tossing them in a pan yeah you know the it actually is quite a long hell of a long process and stuff and uh, you know the funniest the funniest thing i actually read about ayahuasca was the earliest reports from the christian missionaries and they actually opened in the 16th century and they had the first hand witness of the amazon indigenous tribesmen sort of drinking these drinks and then dancing around a fire howling to the sort of universe and stuff and then coming down afterwards and all mm, praying and everything what? and they said it was the work of the devil because like, they were missionaries they thought what the hell was going on with these guys you know what what were they even drinking and what were they even taking but it was first noticed by them that these amazonian tribe people were drinking these drinks and is, is this... looked like they were basically not with this world anymore they were yeah. in another world yeah, so right. that was the first time but the, the biggest well, that's one that's Spanish the and Portuguese that come over, over to there. South America, America. Like they, they, those, those people it was first written about in common culture and they, they actually the, right so when you say the first time you mean that was the first time that there's an account that the of western account, world western world of account, no, accounted for it because which is when 16th century yeah right. okay. so this was like yeah when the when when the spanish and the portuguese landed, landed right, exactly yeah. so so they they had their first accounts of the tribes people taking these drinks and stuff yeah. and they actually called him the work of the devil but he was actually a really important guy called uh mr so, so it's worth bearing in mind as well because we know for a fact that he's using all these ancient cultures so what we should really be saying is that's when it's resurfaced yeah or, the, or just when we've known about it, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, but, but, it's been going but, but on we like know thousands about it. and thousands of years. But we know before. about it in, in ancient cultures for sure. So, yeah. 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 Uh, it's it's well, strange Egyptian, how well, the Egyptians is tw 20, over 20,000 years BC. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, so it's, so we know it's that strange that, how yeah. it's been. Well, it's not strange really. It's to be expected that it's been like ever present. But it. But there's it's, this big gap between the ancients and say recorded history but you can be sure that 
it's been ever present the whole time. Well, it's only as like, it is now. It's only like in the scientific world. If you think about it, Albert Hoffman back in his work in the nineteen forties, and Straussman with his work on DMT in the eighties, there hasn't been really a lot of studies on these still, and it's probably going out today. But that not, are in the public but, arena. They're in the public so arena. Well, not in the public there's arena. There's so studying this. In ancient, uh, ancient, ancient bunkers, I was about to say. Yeah, Secret bunkers. They might be ancient. Yeah. The, the, the first guy who actually did bring it to the modern light was actually Robert Evans Schultz, who was actually a sort of American biologist. So he's actually considered to be the father of modern ethnobotany. Ethnobotany, if anyone doesn't know what that is, it's like the local customs and practical uses of plants and the environment and understanding the history within culture, how they're incorporated in that environment. So, and he was a very top guy, uh, Mr. Mr. Richard Schultz. He was a top guy, American biologist. Now, one thing that he noticed when he was over there in the 50s, and this is still quite early, it's quite a long time ago, that he took a different approach to how he was watching how the people were reacting after they drank ayahuasca right because he noticed how their behaviors were changing just how hoffman believed that he knew that lsd could be treated for people maybe with mood swings Schultz had the same idea for ayahuasca when he's looking at the tribesmen see how relaxed they were after their purging you know whether they were sort of laying down and or in a very calm state just like you are after you've done dmt you feel quite refreshed and relieved and he said these these sort of these sort of plants are so important to within their culture. You see, it's funny how that our culture has completely ignored them, you know, completely ignored them. Yeah, mean, because like I said before, they were almost centred around it. Like, it was such an important part of culture. Like, in, in, in some cultures, it's part of the coming-of-age ritual. Like, yeah. you know, where they send teenagers about to become young men or young men about to become adults they send them out into the bush for like a trial. And then when they come back, they're men because they've survived out in the wilderness and uh, hunted and, and built shelter and survived, you know. And these ancient like Amazonian tribes and stuff like that, they have similar kind of coming of age trials where they will do ayahuasca and they mm. will go on a similar trial, a similar journey out into the wilderness, but the wilderness of the mind. Yeah. And then once they come back, they are then, they've then been like initiated. And these rituals will be repeated later on in life at meaningful intervals. Like say, okay, you do one where you're like going into adulthood, but then maybe you do another kind of ceremony when you're about to become a parent yeah. for the first time or something like that. So they're like a part of their culture and they kind of do these ayahuasca ceremonies at meaningful points within their journey of life so i i heard about i've not read the book but there's this book called the oh, Cos- handy. <laughs> there's, Great a book, start. there's a book called the cosmic serpent by someone called uh jeremy narby and i think he went down to the amazon um you were asking me to see your cosmic serpent earlier is that what you're talking about <laughs> yeah 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 but yeah when we're in the toilet yeah 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 and then yeah right, okay but um yeah, I was a bit embarrassed. He was angry. <laughs> <laughs> but he he basically, I think it was in the 80s, went into the Amazon, went down and spoke to a lot of the the shamans in that sort of area. And um, he, he ended up not believing what the shamans were saying when they were talking about 
they had, you know, the plants have told them about all these botanical medicines which they had found over the years and over the generations that they'd passed through their family and their tribes and stuff. And he was taking like a well Western view of it, like the plants told them, what, what do they really mean? What do they mean? Like the plants told them, but it's only because he was looking at it from a Western view. But after he had been there and they gave him ayahuasca, he started to think of it in a completely different way. And when the plants started talking to him. Well, yeah, when the, yeah, exactly. When the plants started talking oh, this to is him. what they meant. This is what they meant. And, and yeah, it's one of the things which happens in the book, which I, which I haven't read, but I've... Why did you just black it that you've read it? Most people, I would say, probably would just, probably just black it. Yeah. Okay, cool. Oh, we'll we'll black this bit out. I like well, often think, have you read it? Yeah. <laughs> Especially on TV when they're like, this great new book, they've never read it. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? When someone's just like flogging some like bio. And it's always like, great new book. They always pick a random page, like open it at a random page. Real yeah, good yeah, material. Yeah. You have no fucking idea what's on that page as yeah. they open it, you know? No. They, uh, so when he, um, so after he spoke speaking to them and taking ayahuasca and doing these ceremonies started to think of things in completely different light and started to study like the stories that they'd been telling about how they found these these ingredients in the forest and what their history was with their culture but then he started to look at other cultures as well like not just in South America but he would be looking at shamans in Africa shamans in Australasia mm. shamans in Asia and then he started to realise that a lot of them have so many similarities in their stories about the origins of people, humans on Earth, how life was spawned. And even, even down to the details of like they are trying to explain about how the cosmic serpent, or that's what it's called in the book, you know, was the start of life. And it, he starts to talk so about how... The serpent is a symbol is symbolizing the double helix. So you have two dancing serpents, okay, which were the no, creation right. of life. They had two twins, which were a boy and a girl, and they symbolized the serpents and they're dancing around each other. And they a lot of these shamans talk about ladders going up to like another place. Like Some Jacob's week, ladder. Like Jacob's ladder, exactly. Yeah. So if you think of these the two double spinning helix serpents, is like a ladder. Is a, is a ladder of two serpents. Yeah. So mm. they're saying that all of these shamans are talking about it's very similar things. Very similar things. Even though they're, like they're, they're thousands of miles map, apart. On a map thousands of but miles apart. They haven't got the internet. They yeah. can't text each other. And, they, and, they, and over many, many years. Over thousands, thousands of years. years. So you've got thing. the Aborigines in Australia saying the same story yeah. as the people in South Africa, even though there's no way those two tribes could ever have come and in contact with And this story is also other. echoed in the Bible. Like sometimes I've seen uh, depictions of the tree. Yeah. The snake is going up Eve, a tree yeah. and it looks like a double helix. Uh, yeah, and, and and the snake is actually a symbol of knowledge, which is the reason why... If consciousness. Consciousness. Well, it's giving them the gift or curse yeah. of consciousness. The serpent in the book, yeah, was, give, was giving Eve knowledge yeah. and also... A higher the, form of DNA. Yeah, mm. and that is why the serpent is, or the snake, is on the symbol for doctors whenever or pharmacies. It's because... And the WHO. Yeah, is it? Yeah. And the yeah. WHO, WHO is because well. the symbol of knowledge. But yeah, it's, it's, it's so. 
I always thought with that it was because the snake might supply the antidote to the venom. That is a good point. But I don't know if that is the real reason. What is the real reason? Write in. Tell us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. there, there are some like good material out there. I mean, you know, there was a common book that's probably known by a few people now. It's an old book. It was come out in 1979. It's called Plants of the Gods. <laughs> Sounds like pretty far out. Terence McKenna. Uh, he actually was inspired by it, but it was actually originally written by uh, Albert Hoffman and co-wrote by Richard Schultz. And their whole idea was because they'd done... What was the Terence McKenna book then? I, I can't remember the name, but, but he's the one that studied their work and his book come from it. And basically... Food of the Gods. Food of the Gods. That was it. That was it. Okay. And it's actually a short film. It's called The Embrace of the Serpent. Funny enough, they went back to more snake things. And it actually depicts um, a young Richard Schultz going through the Amazon looking for a mysterious plant with sacred and healing powers and stuff. You know, it goes back to this thing that we're talking about, that this potion was believed to be magic and be, could be used to sort of get you more harmonious with nature and whatnot. And he actually was very quite careful about who he let know about this research because, you know, back then it was quite far out and no one wanted to talk about it. And there was actually quite a famous Chilean psychiatrist called uh, Claudio Naranjo. He was actually a pioneer. <laughs> it's a crazy name. <laughs> Love the name. You know, Naranjo. He sounds like... <laughs> Django Unchained, you know, like Naranjo. And he's like, he actually was Unchained a, on DMT. Unchained, Claudio Naranjo. He was actually a pioneer. Like you've never seen him before. <laughs> he was actually a pioneer in like, integrated psychotherapy and traditional sort of traditions from the spiritual side. And uh, he actually was one of the first people who actually went up to not only study them, but he actually brought the ancient potion back, you know, back to sort of us to study and stuff. And the, the weirdest thing is how it's moved into culture because we even know from the churches, there's actually a group called the Santo Diami. Have you heard of those guys? Santo Diami. Yeah. Are they, are they well, in Santa Brazil? Like, yeah. I think I've, I think I've seen a Vice documentary. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There we go. Yeah. Then, okay. I'm, then, I'm, then I know probably some of you have out there. Yeah, the Santo of Diame were, and there's actually another one, it's called the Nuyano du Vegetal. Now that sounds more like plant life, isn't okay. it? Yeah. The the busting the, out. The Nuyano du Vegetal. I mean, vegetal sounds like you're a vegetable. Yeah. <laughs> like, you are when you're, you're in the other room. <laughs> But they were actually one of the first churches, uh, or should we say religious movements, is a better way to call it, not, not a church, it's actually more of a religious movement. And they first started uh, way back in, oh man, it was like 1920. I actually followed the movements of Mestra Irenaeus. Uh, the funny thing with Santa Diame is they preach all his sort of stuff, which was harmony, love, truth, justice. The church had themselves actually incorporated some crazy elements of folk like Catholicism, this weird stuff called veg. This is a crazy one. Vegetalismo. You ever heard of that? <laughs> this is crazy. Veg fake. I know, <laughs> vegetalismo. It sounds like someone making it. I don't know. To me, it sounds like something that Bill Gates would make. Like, I've got new vegetalismo for you. Like, fake vegetables. TM. TM. My brand. But this is this was a crazy thing. Yeah, like, so if anyone doesn't know what vegetalismo is, it's actually metizo shamanism, and this was the belief that people could gain their knowledge and curing and healing powers from plants. That's what I'm talking about. 
So they what, actually so be- they like- actually believed that if they ingested the plant, they could heal others. What as it? What as in they, oh, they, they have the ability powers. to? Oh, okay, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. They, okay. They, they, they. So this was like. I mean, I guess in a sense, the veterans of doing this, which are say shamans, shamans, yeah, are looked people at would go to shaman or medicine men for, for what they call them. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and they are known to have healing powers. In documentaries I've watched, where people are doing ayahuasca on these retreats, and someone's having a bit of a bad time, yeah. they've sent the shaman over there and he's calmed them down with chanting and stuff like that and it's completely turned them around and these guys do have healing powers. They can chant and send people completely under or they can calm people right down or they can, you know, lay their hands on people and they have, like, healing hands and, like, they, you know, they they are in these positions where they are looked as uh, looked at as, like you said, medicine men or healing men that are in touch with the the divine well, funny you should say that because in that book that i was talking about jeremy narby um uh, the cosmic serpent he talks about how <laughs> he had chronic um back pain because he used to play tennis all the time and he'd gone to like loads of doctors he like all the top doctors in like harley street and couldn't get it sorted and whilst he was over there one stopped... visit to the cosmic serpent and it was <laughs> well, seen to while he was in the jungle he was speaking to like basically said to one of one of the people from one of the tribes about his pain and they were like you should go and see this person in this other neighborhood tribe and the guy <laughs> what is was he like a medicine man. He's, he's long and slithery. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's a bit far he's, out. Is and, he? <laughs> you know, you could call him a bit cosmic, I suppose. <laughs> but, but basically, he said he went to this guy and the guy made him up a brew made of plants from the Amazon. It wasn't like a trip you out sort of brew. Um, and he said, look, you drink this, your, your, your body's going to go rubbery. <laughs> and then after Long a few slippery. days you're going to be okay and he said he drunk the brew and he literally come up with cold sweats had to lay down went went to sleep in like the, the tent that he was staying in like was in there for three or four days couldn't move out of bed and when he woke up he was completely healed of his chronic pain wow. which he said Bruh. And he was like, this is unbelievable. Like, why has no one from, like, a pharmacy yeah, like, yeah, come yeah, over yeah. and found this and tried to coin, like, yeah. or not coin this, but try to find what this is to fix this? Because I've been dealing with this for, like, fi- like 15 years of my life. And it's it, been here yeah, in one session. Yeah, one, one, one session with this yeah. one brew from this yeah. one guy who's mm. given me... And people yeah. have similar accounts crazy, where they man. say, actually... They can get from one session with ayahuasca, they can get such a profound effect from this. It's like 30 years of psychotherapy and beyond in one night. It's transformative to a level where it can just be like life affirming or life changing in one session. One session is all you need sometimes to completely turn your life around and and have something which would be the effect of 30, 40 years of of psychotherapy the weird thing with like western culture is kind of where we're going towards with this stuff as normal people are turning to this sort of stuff now and i don't think it's just for spiritual enlightenment i think people are turning to these more shamanic old school roots to find mental healing to find physical healing if possible mm-hmm. you know because i think <laughs> albeit, or just to or, explore or just to explore, albeit the hallucinations and the 
bungee jump into the realm that you are going to take if you do DMT or drink ayahuasca. It is it is definitely proven, in my experience, it cleanses the soul. I don't know about you yeah, guys, I'm, but it cleanses I mean, the soul. Getting back a little bit to our sort of personal experience and involvement in it, like I, I don't think we were coming at it necessarily from like a healing perspective. We just heard about it and we were quite intrigued. We looked into the Peru thing. Then we kind of decided, okay, we're not going to, go down the route of taking ayahuasca, having this purge, having an experience that lasts for hours and hours. Why don't we kind of take it back a little bit and see if we can get some DMT mm. and kind of set up our own little ceremony <laughs> in the house. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and just kind of, you know, like trial this out with ourselves in an environment, environment we're yeah. Yeah. comfortable in. Now, we, we had a friend get some DMT for us off the dark web. <laughs> Let's just, yeah. Let's just say he puts the D in dark web. <laughs> yeah, that was me. Buy, he, go and buy he, some Bitcoin. He's closer than you think. <laughs> no, don't just admit it. <laughs> no, that was me. He folds under the any, minutest bit of any, pressure. Any pressure, you know. any yeah. pressure. Let's just say, yeah, it was me. I, I, I would seriously worry about you under of another harsh, not even harsh, gentle questioning, the gentle questioning, and I think you'd it fold. It was like me. A, you would fold like the house of cards. I had to, I just had to get it. Like, I was just determined to experience it. For me, it was more like a... A calling. A, yeah. <laughs> I know it sounds so silly, but there was something really appealing about potentially having a religious intervention in a way or something spiritual like not being religious but i'd heard so many stories and done so much research on it that i was like this sounds I need like the real thing i i need yeah i need the real thing like, it's not I, someone, like you can't I, go I, up I, to a guy on the corner read, and be like read excuse me mate have you got dimethyltryptamine I know, look at you no like, what let me like, um let me ask a personal question Go on. First time on the dark web. <laughs> uh, wow, the earth says it all. Crikey. I think uh, it was. I don't, like, think I don't mean, it, do you? I know, yeah. You're either a dark I, surfer I or you're not. I think it was like, I think the first time was actually when, I think, didn't Aphex Twin when he brought out that Syro album, Syla, uh, Syro album? Oh, he, he, he had a it got on... onion uh, web address, didn't he? And that was on the dark web. Great album. It was a great album. It's one of my the best thing he's put out yeah. since the one I've got on the shelf there. I I pronounce it drugs. I mean, I don't know whether oh, that's I, th- I personally think it's better than that. Yeah, we're getting off topic. Uh, yeah, yeah, we, we are. It's still the only place trusted you would get it and could get it. You know? I mean, yeah, you... some Dutch guy, I think it was on Hansa. And when it arrived, I remember even with that, you were like, I haven't opened it yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He brought it around. I was like, "This is the envelope," yeah. and it was like a Russian doll. It was like an envelope, and then within that was another envelope. Then within like that sil- was another silver envelope. Yeah, the silver oh, I remember the like, yeah, 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 silver envelope. Yeah, then properly like cut it open. Yeah, yeah, and right. Then it was in bag, dealer bags. Then it was sort of like a silver, like kind of sealed baggy, and then inside that was a dealer bag. A dealer bag, dodgy, yeah. dodgy bag, yeah. and yeah. then yeah. we call them. And then the DMT, which kind of looked like a bright a yellow, yellowy yeah. brownish, yellowy brownish. It was so powder. fine. It was the finest. It was like finer than chalk dust, wasn't it? It was, it was crystal, weren't it? But it was. It wasn't even 
it was crystal bit. It was crystal bit. Yeah, for the finest. It's like yeah. mushed up glass. Like yeah. really. Fine. It was like the only. I reckon if you touched it, you could barely even feel it on your finger. It was so fine. The only other time I've seen like yellow dust like that in a bag was like the the period where people in the UK were doing meow method- meow. No, I, I want to say method, not methadone. Oh, methadrone. Methadrone. Yeah. Methadrone. The, the, the UK. Yeah. Phenomenal. It was a craze, wasn't it, for a bit? Like, I remember what it, was his like, other more it. commonly known nickname in the papers? Meow, meow. Meow, meow. 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 That's it. Yeah. Meow, meow. Your kids are on meow, meow. Because, because basically when you come home from a night taking a methadrome, <laughs> you, you, a you smell a piss. No, you used to sweat it out. And that's why you say it, you used to make it smell a piss. <laughs> Wasn't the other one they call it plant killer? Or something, weed like killer or something like that. Plant food or weed killer or plant killer or yeah. something. I mean, what an horrible shit. But yeah, um, but yeah, DMT's like, was pretty crazy because I must admit, I I remember thinking when you showed it to me, thinking this doesn't even look like anything else I've seen. I maybe even thinking like, because it's something, you know, you, I've, I've read about it. I've done the Rick Strauss. I know, and then you're face to face. Face to face of it, you know, after yeah. watching Rick, I, I, Rick Strauss' Spirit Molecule and knowing I, your I, homework. And so then, did I. And I, li- I listened to the whole audio yeah. book because I was like, if I'm going to do this properly, I, I need to make sure that I know exactly what I'm getting, getting myself into. into. Yeah, because yeah, like, this is like... This is not like this the mushrooms like, and the LSD we've done yeah, before. Yeah, exactly. This it's is not going down the market and having mushrooms. This I had different. done a little bit of research, but less than, than you and less than less than that because you've done it after we did. But yeah, no, I kind of feel like I went in into it with a, 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 a fresh <laughs> mind. I did most of my research afterwards, which I felt compelled to do because I had such a profound experience that I was like, I want to know more, I want to know more. But I was quite glad that I went into it like a little bit blind. The same as when you go in to see a movie and you watch much more than a bit of the trailer. You're like, oh, great. I don't know a lot about this, but I know I'm I'm going to enjoy it. And I was glad that I didn't... The experience I had, I felt like was unfettered because it hadn't been really influenced by outside yeah people's experience like hearing other people saying oh, yeah. I saw this it wasn't or, yeah, outside influences yeah. yeah 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 which could actually okay. have happened when you made it because we actually yeah. already yeah. kind of moved. yeah no there, yeah. there is a bit of that like I but mm. at the same time whether or not I had pre-knowledge of certain things but I think that it's it so intense that it, it you feels like it's beyond your control like yeah. you're not really that's, behind the wheel yeah yeah that's the other thing it, like the, the sort of things that me personally I experienced is nothing like what I thought it's nothing so, that you could ever pre-imagine no. yeah, so go possible on. so just before we get Onto that, so I kind of want to okay, go. Right. Like, yeah, yeah, I want to yeah. go back to the like. So, so we got it out of. Yeah, yeah, so we got it out of like the. We got it out of the Russian doll of envelopes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then got down to the bag. Oh my god, Weighed it's the yellow it. powder. So yeah, so we found out right. You have to weigh it, and there's a certain amount that yeah. you should have as your first hit. We bought the pipe. Who's it that bought the pipe? <laughs> I think that was Clive, actually. And he went right. to a local <laughs> shop and found one. Like, I don't know how. One uh, crack pipe, please. Yeah, I know that. It's really dirty. It looks yeah, so I mean, dirty. It, well, that side of it does feel a little... Really grimy. Smoking meth with, they drop it yeah. in a little it's glass like a little bowl round and heat it from the, the, the bottom. Yeah, it yeah. does feel a little Jesse Breaking Bad. Yeah, yeah, it, it does, does feel yeah. a little bit Breaking Bad about it. But we, you know, we still went to town with the set and setting. We yeah. had yeah. candles. Yeah. We were doing it like 
one by one that okay so we're going to weigh it out we're going to be here for you when you take yeah. your loads three hits we're going to make sure that you loads of watches <laughs> <laughs> you, you all the watches are present you two did it together for the first time didn't you yeah, yeah I, so was, we, I was patient zero <laughs> yeah, right okay <laughs> I thought yeah. reason was patient zero. No, well, I took the first. I took yeah, well, because I, 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 I went, I was the one that, you know, I went and bought it. I got everything ready. I was like, I'm the one who really wants to do it. I've got, you know, I can't be like, here you go, you go first. So I, I had to take, <laughs> bite the bullet. And To be honest, I was probably there going, well, it's your idea, mate. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, and I've got to say, I was, I was scared. Nervous. I, was, I was well nervous. I was scared. I was nervous. Like when you, when you're queuing up for a roller coaster and you're hearing the like <laughs> people going along, you think, "Fucking hell!" Is yeah, it was like, your first roller coaster ever. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this, this, this is the mother of all roller yeah, coasters yeah, yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and someone would be like, "Are you scared?" And you're like, "Just excited." Your streak appears rolling down your You're shitting yourself. Yeah, I was. I mean, I was really scared. I was scared for you doing it, and I was scared for me because I knew that I was coming afterwards. But we'd, we'd really researched this. We'd got the right set and setting, which was my front room with all the lights turned down, comfy sofa with the cushions. We had the DMT ready to go in the pipe. Someone kind of like almost Lighting. feeding it and yeah. lighting it for the yeah. other person so they could just inhale. Just like we'd seen on videos on YouTube, and I would recommend anyone that you know is actually going to like endeavouring this, like really do your research and do this in the right yeah. set. Like this is not to be played with. It's not like something else where actually you can go take shrooms and go have go fun have in fun. the forest yeah. and go camping or whatever and you'll probably be fine. No, this is something that you really need to take time out with and like you can't even have like external sound-wise whilst the other person was going under yeah. and having their trip, the rest of us were being very polite, very quiet. Silent, yeah, not Silent, talking. really. We weren't interfering. We had just the right... We didn't have music playing. We had We had tones. space noise, weren't it? Like, we typed in DMT... Transient DMT, like... Soundtrack yeah. on YouTube and ad- actually found stuff which was mainly just tones, which yeah. I can say from my personal experience was the best stuff that I had yeah. because the 100%. simpler, the better. You don't want to put like, I'll just put some liquid drum and bass on. Like, no, you don't <laughs> yeah. want any more information <laughs> than you're getting yeah. from the from, <laughs> from DMT. Yeah, like, I'll put some Apex Twin on, that'll be trippy with it. No. <laughs> yeah, don't do like, that. Like, you just want something that's just like... Mm. Oh. Like, well, maybe a bit more Tony than home up. Type in transient DMT music. Yeah, something that's very cut, like something you would, something you'd hear in an isolation what? tank. There was even yeah. ones that we found where it was literally like shamans that were oh, like yeah. had like uh, reeds or something, and they were like chugga 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 chugga. And they, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they they got a, a keto or something. They got like a certain name, and it's where they they whistle and it's they play they with ch- the bustle. Yeah, so they're actually the doing like a uh, ritualistic charm. Yeah that is supposed to take you sort of deeper in on the trance. I mean, we, we we played some stuff that was like that and some stuff that was like a very simple um, sort of tonal frequencies. Yeah, it's, it, it always starts with the same way because it's the... But it can't be anything more than that and I can't stress that enough. Like... You 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 can't have loads of external noise going on. Like if you're going to do this and you're yeah. going to do it properly, 
Yeah. And let's just specify what properly is as well. Yeah. Because it's not just taking a lug on this, breathing it out, and, oh, I'm starting to feel a bit airy <laughs> and think shapes are changing and stuff like this. No. Well, yes, you can smoke it like that. You can microdose. But what we're talking about is a very specific technique that people like Terence McKenna talked about. And it's where really you take three really Big strong holes. Yeah. You burn it underneath burn the glass. Down. You take the first hit, deep breath in and out. You take the second. Hold deep breath, hold it you for hold a long it. time. Yeah, not for as long as you can, but for like, you know, a lot. And it's a very harsh smoke, like. Terence says you have to have like leather Iron lungs, lungs. Yeah. to really kind of cope. I think that's cigar smoke. Cope with this. It's yeah. not a nice smoke. It's it's earthy. It's thick smoke that you're breathing. You're breathing out. And you're thinking, oh, and this there's such a smell about it for me. It was yeah, like a very. It's a definitely distinct smell. About it. it felt familiar, but yeah. I couldn't trace yeah. it. You know, mm. like it was such a familiar. Like it didn't. You would think it would taste chemically, but it didn't taste. It did and it didn't. It did and I mean, it didn't. Yeah. Take one, you you start to feel maybe like you take a, a pull on a uh, joint. The second smoke in, you start to feel it a bit more. Yeah, you start to see distortions out, out of the corners of your eyes. Yeah, for me, the room start. started closing in slightly, yeah. like the blackness sort of started to get in. My field of vision started to get smaller and smaller. But for you, something else happens at that point for you. And I've and, and but you didn't tell me. And yeah, I want so to kind of this, get to this, the bottom of that. This, this is gonna sound really strange, but for people who've done it will probably know. It doesn't happen to everyone, but uh, for people who don't, it may sound weird. But so the first one, like as you said, you take the first one in, you blow it out, stuff is a bit hazy. Okay, you go for number two, take it in. As I'm starting to take it in and I'm holding it in, colours start going really vibrant. Things start going a bit blurry out the corner of your eyes. Shapes start to, they start to distort. With the third one, as, I, as so I'm like taking it in. Geometric shapes. Start yeah, start to, appear to like fractal your, outside. Yeah. Like, so I'd see, like, cause I'm looking down the, the barrel of like the pipe as I'm doing it. Yeah. And, um, so the things around me, the people around me, I can see that they're Going not soft sharp, focus. soft focus. Third one, what I I see sounds strange, but I see things which are beckoning me to come on and do more, and they're sort of like beckoning me, or like hands or beings, beings, okay. beings which Out, are like outlines, and it looks beings. like they're saying, "Come here, come here, come." Okay. Like mm-hmm. they're they're not saying anything, but it's just like a a visual gesture of like this way, yeah, yeah. come, come, and then just close my eyes and sit back and for me every time on that third hit it's just completely overwhelming my eyes naturally just close my body naturally just falls back i fall back in the sofa and that's where i stay until the trip's over yeah but in in my head at that point i'm sort of falling back boom my head hits the sofa and i am in a psychedelic universe as soon as you close your eyes you're you are literally in a different place and i don't think even if because i have before been interrupted in the trip and i'm kind of jolted forward I've opened my eyes and it's all been very overwhelming and, and I've had to sink back again and, and and it's and it's kind of interrupted my trip and it's been and it's not been nice actually but 
times where I've just like sunk back and I, and it's been a nice calm environment and I've just sort of come out of that say five minute trip I've I've had like a lot of similar trips like almost identical where I go back to the same place I'm confronted by a presence on the other side I mean we've Terence McKenna nicknames the entities on the other side machine elves or machine elves yeah I think. I think I think that's a bad name no personally. yeah I'm not down with that we like to say the others we, yeah we call them <laughs> the others I would just say a presence. Like it's, when it's I've a, sort of gone to this other environment, I've seen, for me, I've seen like giant eyelids. That's That's been yeah. eyeballs and fluttering eyelids. I've seen like giant heads, like yeah. similar to the kind of... Tall front cover. Um, yeah, similar <laughs> like, to the work at Alex, yeah, Alex Gray, Gray. Yeah, that yeah, I, yeah, yeah. That I looked <laughs> into very... after I had these trips. Yeah. Actually, like I, I'd seen the tall... Album. The band Tool. I've I'd, I'd seen that artwork, but I didn't realise that it was Alex Gray that did it until, until after I had I had the DMT trip, and I was on Google typing in DMT visuals and DMT, yeah. and then I found out because you're trying him. to because you're trying yeah. to explain it, but it's so hard to explain to people that you're like, let me see if anyone's actually come up with a visual which explains what I saw. So yeah, because you can't the word like I, I've heard this from someone else saying it, but words are. So one-dimensional to try Words and explain. Words are meaningless. To explain what you see is just, like, you can't explain it with words that, you know, I was hoping that I might be able to, like you, go on the internet and find an image which sort of showed things that I saw that I can be, like, pointed yeah. and be like, this is it, that yeah, is exactly. it. Like, like, I, like, could have tried to draw it, but I would have got nowhere close. Yeah. So I was kind of like, well, is there anyone else that has? And when I saw his stuff, I was like, my God, that is so remarkably similar to the place where I thought that I went and the type of things that I saw. Yeah. I felt like it was sort of the nearest that, that you could get to illustrating. Yeah. It was too vivid to really put in a in, in any kind of picture, but that seemed to like get pretty close yeah. to where I'd gone and what I'd seen. And the place that I returned to, not only once, but numerous times. I'd, I'd had quite a few different trips, but on occasion where I'd gone back into the same place, it was almost an identical journey, almost like I was on a ride where it took me through into this kind of underground psychedelic cave, it felt like. And then like I saw different, like I, I felt like a presence. I saw like these eyeballs. I, I had like outstretched hands and there was these kind of like lotus flower looking shapes that were opening and closing and the eyes were opening and closing. And then I kind of, as I exited the trip, I kind of elevated, almost like I was on a elevator, like a lift, out of the trip. And as I was going out, the eyes, the 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 eyelids were fluttering, and everything felt like it was waving goodbye to me and saying, all the information that I had during the trip was telepathic. It felt yeah. Like. Yeah. It was never with they words. They, they weren't, weren't moving words. their mouths. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you weren't hearing words either. No. It was more that you 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 understand the feelings. They were exactly. communicating without yeah. saying things, yeah, without hearing things. Yeah. So as I was exiting, I was like, ah, oh, they're, they're saying goodbye. They're saying, yeah. we hope to yeah, see yeah, you nice, again yeah. soon. Yeah. Okay. It was just like an understanding. That's, that's, that's exactly All the that same. was happening yeah. was the eyes were moving and the eyelids were fluttering, but I knew that they were translating a message to me saying, Thank you. Goodbye. We'll see you again soon. Bye now. Bye. Yeah. And, they, and then I had that right up until the point where I opened my eyes and came to. 
and I had that exact trip about three or four times. Yeah, like every every time I, I I've had it, it felt like I've been, yeah, exactly exactly what you're saying. Like there there seems to be someone there behind a veil. So you, sometimes you can't you can't see anything, but you know something's there, or you can visually see something, but it doesn't take like a proper form in the sense of like could just a be certain light. thing. Yeah, it could be light, or it could be like an abstract something really abstract Shame. or evolving. It's not one particular yeah changes yeah it's just constantly changing like the other the other, and it always felt as if it was showing me things like as in yeah, right. like it was it was trying potentially to trying to show me stuff like look like i'm not like look at this or how about you know like guiding me the way through my experience and yeah it felt, it, like it feels like it's maybe at points chucking concepts at you that are so huge that you're like yeah oh i think i catched a bit of that but it was almost too overwhelming like they're they're, they're they're explaining something very profound to you like let's say a feeling of like we are all one or something yeah. but yeah. compared to what you're feeling in the trip that is such a like reduction of like the message yeah like you're you're getting the whole thing at once and that's the most you can take from it but it feels like it's almost hitting you with stuff that you're not able you know it's beyond your intelligence really you're you're like kind of like grasping at straws just to remember it and and try and kind of keep up with the thing because it is it feels beyond you and that's and that's one of the reasons that it feels beyond your imagination yeah yeah like it's not coming from you yeah, you're being shown. That's what yeah. that, that's what I'm That's the main to. difference between this and other psychedelics. This feels like you're being shown. You're being taught and yeah. yeah, and and brought along for the ride with something outside of yourself. Yeah. And the 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 other thing is that and I don't know if this is linked to, you know, me knowing about shamanism and ayahuasca, but it felt that when I was in there what I was being shown, which I can't even tell you what I was being shown when I was there, but so I had the nice. I had the impression that what I had been shown and what I was being guided through had been guiding humans through generations, throughout the dawn of time of man, which sounds completely like a weird idea, but it felt as if like I'm not the only person that this has been shown to this has been shown to humans forever sort yeah, right, of thing. Yeah, millions like, of times over. Yeah, yeah. And that I had that, I don't know why I had that impression, but that was something which I remember clearly thinking. And I've when had that multiple occasions. Like, that's why, like, I don't know, it felt like there was, like, symbolism in there. Like, yeah, like, yeah definitely. Like, and that's why, like, when you, when you talk about, like, the Egyptians and things like that, then you're like, yeah, like, I mean, it makes real, like, if you look at like their pyramids and their hieroglyphics and stuff like that, you think like, you know, there are this very is where similarities. from. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. what I felt like. I'm mean, like, just, just before I, I go into like Adam, go on, you, you haven't really spoke like you like did it the, so that was the first time that me and D Fran did it. You we Ooh, we also well, did that it. That was like my like first few experiences. Yeah, like right. Trying to really that was. It's a, it's it's like kind of weird because it never like leaves you. So Always. were you there yeah. then? Or was no, that I wasn't there with Adam. No, no. 
Was it like Christmas time? It feels like it yeah. was somewhere around like winter. We did the same, exactly the same set and setting. We had the music, we had the lights dim. We, 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 yeah. You know, I, I, I remember took thinking- our time with the whole thing and made sure we did it right. And, and, we, and we never did it at the same time. It was always like one of us did it and then the other one kind yeah, of looked so, on. Yeah. Like when you're yeah. duck, like, when, when you're diving, you know, you, uh, you, you always sort of have uh, like look a, out. I kind of remember like thinking like, because you said like you took the plunge first, because Reese had done it before, he'd already done it before. So I was kind of a little like, well, you've done it before, so I want to see what's going on. Yeah. And he was, like, he was kind of like, well, I'm going to take three hits and make sure I take the last third hit. That's yeah. a bit, that's a yeah, bit, because yeah, like, I, I always blew me away because I never heard that before and I was thinking yeah. like, you got to take the third hit. Thinking, what's, what's, what's the magic thing about a third hit? And then, lo and behold, he sort of just yeah. fall, fell back. The reason the... for that is everything in your body is telling you not to take it. Yeah. Yeah. Almost. Your yeah. body is going, no, yeah. you've had enough, you know, and to do it, you, to take that third hit, to stay like conscious enough and upright enough to do it and, and, and actually go for something that is so overwhelming that you're like, no, 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 I'm you, gonna do you, it. You physically almost have to hold. There is, the there's an element of bravery just to doing that third hit. Mm. Yeah, so I remember- It takes everything you've got to do it. <laughs> Every bit of strength you can muster goes into that, to actually taking that <laughs> third hit. Someone's cradling you like a baby, like here comes the airplane. They're like, oh, <laughs> yeah, you're yeah, third, and you're like, oh, oh, oh. and he's like, take it down. Go on, just a bit. There we go. There we go. And you're yeah. gently going <laughs> yeah. down, and you're like, that's it. You know? Good boy, breathe out now. Yeah. So you were shocked when I said that. Then you, yeah, like, I was. Like, were you like, kind of thinking like, what does like, he mean? Like, yeah, and it's like kind of weird because you do go very quiet. You just just like almost like you're falling asleep. <laughs> it's like visual overload. It's like just you go very quiet. I remember sitting out. there like <laughs> looking at him, thinking like. Well, he Is he okay? <laughs> I remember thinking it's gonna last a few minutes. I thought I'm just gonna stay here and be quiet. You're playing with that little dog tag on your chest, like with, that was making little jingling noises. And when you came out of it, you were sort of like on the sort of. I was like, wow. And I was like, what's going on? He was like, oh, give me a minute. I need to like just digest just, it. Well, digest like, it. Like, take it in. Just yeah. to stop you there. So from from so that was Adam from an outside perspective. I remember that trip, and I've got them dog tags on now. You could hear them jingling. Jingling away. So now that was my in the trip, it was so intense. I was in another universe. And what was kind of like sort of grounding me back to this universe when I felt like things were a bit overwhelming was me like oh, was jangling the, the tags. On the so it's almost like you know when he's like in Inception, Inception and he's got the totem the little yeah. totem or something. Mm. Yeah. It was all like, it was almost like a way of me kind of being like Okay, you're still here. You're still yeah. in this reality. Mm -hmm. I can hear everything. Like I said, people whispering in the room while I'm under, I can hear well, everything they're saying. Someone gets like, up, puts the tap on, makes a glass yeah, of water. You can, you're, you're still very like compass mentis of everything that's going on yeah, in the room. Yeah. Almost actually, you feel like maybe more than usual. You're, you're very, your senses yeah. are attuned to everything that's going on. You wouldn't be much good in an emergency. You to go somewhere, but you but you're very aware. You're you're yeah. in both realities at the same time. Yeah. yeah, you're in the DMT reality, but you're also part of this reality, which is which is frightening actually in the yeah. concept alone. Because I, I still felt like I had to ground myself by feeling the dog tags to be like, not only am I in this reality, but I'm still uh, what I'm, I'm. I'm not dead, and I'm still a part of my body. You know, it was that, that's how vivid the experience was. 
and overwhelming the experience was, you're sort of seeing it like, why is he fiddling with his dog tags? But for me, in the you're, other dimension, like, that's my like, <laughs> that's my saving thing. Like, you're still here! Yeah, you know, like. yeah, well, like you said, it's like a bit like the Inception thing. Like, I was kind of thinking like, it's kind of weird because he looks like he's away, but he's still there. So I thought, well, he can't, in, in, my, in my very naive man and manner, I actually thought, well, it can't be that bad. I actually thought at that moment... Well, he's fiddling with his dog well, tags. Yeah. He's probably fine. <laughs> at that moment... Yeah, he's faking even, it. Little does he know. <laughs> even after you need time... That's my breadcrumbs. I'm going to do four. That's my breadcrumbs back, back to reality. <laughs> even, I'm like Dorothy trying to find a path home. Like, <laughs> the dog tags will lead me the way. Even, um, even, when, even then, at that, mo- that moment, I was a bit like, this is just a bit far out. Because I didn't think, even think, oh, like, it was that... Sort of severe because I might have experienced what I knew about it. I thought, you looked fine. I thought, I thought it was only when you came out of it and you were like, you looked like you had basically just run a thousand miles. Because you, when you do come out of it, you we can all agree right now before I continue, you are exhausted. I, I was you exhausted. Are exhausted. I was like, you feel like yeah. you've just run a thousand miles. Yeah. So, yeah, right. I, I remember thinking that was pretty insane because he looked like, and he was like, it was like seven or ten minutes, really. So I was like, that's crazy, but it, I no, no time at all. So then I was kind of a bit... You can't talk right, right then, away. Then if someone was, said to you, what was it like? You, 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 have to, you, you have just to, look at them and you're like, give, you give them the look as if, say, give me a fucking minute, mate. Yeah, and they know not to ask again. They're like, I'll give you a minute. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you look at them, like, <laughs> yeah. like, I don't think he's quiet with us. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember. Uh, he's between the realms. I could kind of remember at that at that moment, like thinking like, oh, this this is actually going to be like they say, buy the ticket, enjoy the ride, because I knew this was going to be quite severe, and that is a word for it. Because for any like psychonaut out there, he's probably done like shrooms and LSD and hasn't done DMT. Calling all psychonauts. This is this is definitely the the, the holy grail. So I was at that moment. I, I thought, okay, well, this is this is going to be something extra else now. So I remember taking the three big hits, and he like, did it. Splendidly, like I say, out of everyone on Andy's first trial, I when he took that third hit, he took it with such power. I thought, oh, he is. He's gone. He's gone. Oh, and I saw him do it. He did it. He did it like a champion. When he done it, he sort of took his third hit up. So that's quite sort of slowly. When I took my last hit, I thought he cleared the bowl. And then this is another thing as well. What I've done on quite a few trips is like it, the 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 third here can be a bit meek sometimes, and someone's like, you can tell that they're still going to go under, yeah. so so to speak. But there might be a little bit left in the bowl. Yeah. I suggest anyone, if you're the guy giving the hit, just clear that, yeah, clear that little bowl, yeah. and you can just sink back. I've done that before when you've done it, and just from taking that, that last, last little, little hit, that's put me under. Yeah. As bad as the first time, and then when you've come to and been like, "Oh wow," I'm like, "You're telling me," <laughs> and I haven't bothered mentioning it to you, yeah. but I've like thought, "Fucking all that one it took me right <laughs> back bad, to the." Yeah. I'm like, "Here we go again." Yeah, I remember the third hit. I hit you hard. Like I remember thinking at that moment because the sofa I was sitting on was like that, that, that cushion behind me, <laughs> yeah. just, just ready for it. And it's true, like you say, you just can't, you can't actually 
fight it. By the time the third hits hit you, it's like yeah. you you've broken through. And I mean, really or no? I remember you, <laughs> you can't hide. It's like the kaleidoscope of like the sort of stuff you probably see on mushrooms and LSD of like hallucinations. But then I remember like I could see the most insanest thing, and like, you know, like you see those like revolving staircases. That they go up and down at the same time. What, like an etcher? Yeah, yeah, you know, they, you can't, you can't yeah. quite figure out they're going up and down. Yeah, yeah, I, re- I remember. Like David Bowie in Labyrinth. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 All to me. Yeah. I, I saw it and it was psychedelic and super like bright and colourful. And it was going up and down and up and down. And for a minute, I was like, I can't figure out if it's going up or down. At that moment, I, I realised that it wasn't, I was the staircase. It was me. <laughs> it was me that was typical DMC. It was me that was winding up and down, and yeah. eventually, I completely felt like I completely unwound completely. Not just winding up and down, yeah. but almost unravelled. Yeah. Now that moment, I almost felt like a punch, and this big bright white light, yeah. white light everywhere. Like, oh my word! Like this. I remember even that moment when I come out of it. Now that's still the most distinctest part. Was just like the white white. Wow. Like Jesus is white. So, <laughs> someone Jesus. might someone might say like, what's the difference between like acid and DMT it's like acid you don't know whether the staircase is going up or down you're like DMT you are the staircase, staircase. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like fuck it <laughs> it's like insane because there's so much information going on like I remember like you guys like Reese describing have like, you seen Inception there's a lot of sort of information going on and stuff and you can't always take it all in can you because it's like no. different colours there's almost sometimes like TV screens with stuff on them and you're trying to like watch a thousand you know like a bit in Matrix and it's like a thousand screens across the I've never had that I've never had anything unnatural in mine yeah. it's yeah. either been like geometric shapes heads outstretched hands flowers I've never seen anything no. like TV screens they weren't like TV screens but it felt like screens like squared screens with images and they were sort of like trying to show me things like conversations and talking but I couldn't understand and it always it was like accumulating to like a like a roller coaster ride because DMT I feel like is almost like shrooms as well. You hit like two different waves. You have like your first wave, and then you have that like big bottom drop as well. And you really but are... you've done it a few times. Did you ever revisit the same place? You felt like or when... yeah, because I think the second time just felt like just like the first time you feel the maddest sensation of like you're floating. You cannot describe how. You feel like you actually feel like you're floating in there. And or think, on some kind of a travelator or something. Yeah, like a yeah. sort of... Tra- it was like you're being sort of just marsh- marshalled yeah. through with like an invisible lead. And you, you don't really... You, you don't have a determined direction, what, what I notice in there. You're just led by what almost your heart tells you where to follow and where to go. There's an overbearing sense of familiarity, which I can never yeah. still understand and, you've got, and you can go up and down. For mm-hmm. me, I always had this sensation as I was coming out of the trip. Like I was going up and up and up and elevating until I eventually opened my eyes. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if that was a similar thing for you guys. Yeah, I, I see like the, the I see in my one like a big figure over my head with like three... Looked like three arms, and he was like dark, but like a grey, fuzzy dark, and I couldn't really quite make it out. But I remember feeling like one of his arms didn't have a head, which was really weird, just like I had an arm where his head should be. And he was sort of hanging down. It How was, many arms? It was, it was three, three grey arms, three grey, fuzzy arms, which was really weird. And a head that was also an arm, four yeah. in total? Yeah, three, three in total. Are you yeah. serious? Top one is, yeah. top one's an arm, which is also a head, Two arms coming out the other side. side yeah. what, would you would you classify that as what we call the others? I call it an elephant man. 
Elfman. 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 But would you say that you saw beings? Yeah, that was definitely a being. Because it, because it, because it was communicating. Sounds like it. It was commu- It was communicating through like it's almost its aura. Like its aura was its language. I like, call like, him Mister Handy. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like trying to understand it, but I, I couldn't to the point where I was trying to, I was trying to gain its information. Like say when you had that feeling, you're trying to touch it, and you can never quite touch it. And only the point when you do touch it, you feel like it releases you and lets you go. It feels like there actually is a point where within the trip, it tells you it's about to end. That's what I was talking about when when the the eyelids were fluttering and it was like I was getting a message sent to me saying, "Hey, you're coming out of the trip. You're going back to reality. Yeah, this is going to be over very soon." Yeah, and they were saying goodbye. And I've had similar things in each trip that I've done. There's been a signifier or something which has told me this is going to be ending soon. Do you think what you saw was real? No, real. I mean, uh, real, okay, so real in the sense of... I'm going to go like, all R. Kelly now when he's like, do you like teenage girls? Define teenage. <laughs> I'm going to be like, define real. Well, I mean, as in... It's like a cosmic R. Kelly. Did it really happen Without the kids. or was it manufactured I, I, by I, your brain? I'll take the Morpheus view if reality is just electroways interpreted by your brain by sense, touch, smell and yeah. feel than what is really reality. Yeah. So if if you're asking me, I actually believe it's not it's not just a dream. I think it's actually a different dimension. Yeah, I agree. I also I had agree. a sense when I came back into this reality, which felt quite dull in comparison. I had this weird sense that where I had just come from felt more real than real. When I come back into this reality, it was similar to the Matrix. When you watch the Matrix, when he's in the real world, it's got this sort of green tinge. Yeah, and it's no, when it's in the Matrix, down. it's all green. Sorry, green. the Matrix, yeah. Like like a circuit board, I guess. Yeah. But, okay, it wasn't green, but it, but this reality felt very dull in comparison. It almost felt like when I was coming back here, it was almost like less real than where I'd just been. And since doing DMT, when I've looked into all these ayahuasca ceremonies and people's research on it and stuff, I've seen that recur again and again as a theme. People saying, oh, it felt more real than real, you know. Mm. And, and, it, and it also had this weird feeling of like familiarity where it, like I was returning somewhere or somewhere that I'd been before. Like the smell of the DMT was weirdly yeah. familiar. And then the feeling of going under and going to this place Okay, it was new in a way that it was something that I'd never ever experienced before, but it also felt weirdly familiar. I don't know if you had that sensation at all. I, 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 I don't I, have to I, say I, yes. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Like to be honest, like I felt in in the sense that it was a new experience. But do you know what I was saying about it? Felt like ancient knowledge, or it like it was. It felt like it wasn't new. It's something which. Okay, so um, you, me yeah, personally, okay. I hadn't experienced, right? But, but okay, it felt so you as felt if this like was a, something going on, like yeah. So this familiarity still... for the human race, yeah, yeah, right. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was still a feeling of familiarness, and and so this is something that's been going on for eons, and yeah. And what other feelings did you like? What what feelings did you get out when? Like is, the, the the sort of out outtake. I think it's Louise. His love. You think you get come away from it? And you feel a lot of love, don't you? You feel a lot of love and appreciation for where you've been. 
Yeah, like sometimes I did get a feeling of like unconditional euphoria. love or, or, or yeah, like complete euphoria. And it's, it's like a glimpse of the other side, isn't it? It's yeah. like a little glimpse. You know, one thing I think a lot of people will take away from it, which is I think a very con- I think a lot of people, whether they be celebrities or anyone you actually look on the internet would say this, is it's the death of the ego. So once you yeah, do do DMC, I think not only does it stay with you for life, I think it changes your concept on, yeah. on the actual reality of the world you live in now. Ego death. Yeah. Ego death. Yeah. Completely. Um, yeah, there's even a track like Skrillex, Kanye West. They, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Twinks have done this ego track, death, yeah. Ego Death. Ego like, death yeah. This is something that's becoming more. If you watch the video, popular. it's been well psychedelic as well, mm. isn't it? Yeah. The thing's yeah. transitioning, like animations transitioning into each other exactly, and swirling yeah. around. Yeah. And, and, and I feel like this, like something like Ego Death is something that maybe Terence McKenna would have spoken about or whatever, but now, even with that song, you feel, feel like, oh, this is actually seeping into popular culture now. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's having, like, a resurgence since the 60s, say. And, yeah, it's now kind of reaching a new audience and, like, this idea of, like, ego death or whatever might well, be well, really appealing well, to who, a lot of people. If you that, think about who wants... This is an egotistical world we live in. Exactly. Who it's, really wants... It's like an antidote to the society that we live in. But right? an antidote, if you want to take it, how many people don't want to be egotistical? How many people focus on their Facebook accounts and stuff like this when it's all about the priority in their life is me? You know what I mean? They live... You live a kind of... I think the modern person lives almost an egotistical world. I think that is the antidote... The materialistic, egotistical, success-driven... Built, built on money and everything. I think... DMT is the antidote to strip away all those things that you think are important about life and they're completely not. And I think that is the common denominator. I think a lot of people get after like, taking DMT. Something yeah. that I something that I did a completely 180 on after DMT. Because before so before that I had I had tried magic mushrooms, acid, different psychedelics, but I what I came away from with DMT was this with absolute certainty was like this reality that we live in day to day isn't the only reality yeah i experienced yeah. something where i felt completely outside of my body i went to a different realm i was greeted it felt like by another force another intelligence from outside of myself it just made it turned me from being like almost like a dawkins level atheist you know i've yeah. i've like read christopher hitchens like god is not great and i'm kind of like you know i'm totally anti-religion and not anti-spirituality but like i just didn't believe that there was like god but then after you or, said or, that i didn't believe god that there was a god or an afterlife but then after doing dmt i really thought hang on a minute i don't necessarily like subscribe to any particular religion but what i now do feel with almost certainty mm. is that when you die this isn't it yeah no. i yeah yeah i was nodding the whole way through you saying that because that's the same, same that was the main like, it felt like yeah. after doing it and after doing it a few times it's like okay like before i didn't really believe in ghosts but that yeah. now my my <laughs> perception and what what that is is completely different. It's like a little bit like, evidence, isn't it? It's, it's like yeah, not okay, just God, but all paranormal things, paranormal anything things outside like, of this dimensional aliens. I know it sounds really far fetched, but once you peel back the veil, 
it opens your mind to think like yeah. actually the possibilities of certain things actually being right uh, or happening mm-hmm. uh, is now completely increased where before you're like don't be silly there's no such thing as ghosts right, there's yeah. no scientific evidence but yeah. There's no scientific evidence for what I just saw. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. And I definitely I've saw something. Have you been listening to the prodigy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I've seen them. No. But the same with religion as well. Like it's like after like I I I was raised Roman Catholic. I you know used to be an altar boy when I was there, when I was young. <laughs> I've seen the photos. <laughs> I've seen the proof. Oh, holding the candle. And then God, I used to be a choir boy. You used to be an altar boy. Literally, look how we turned out now. Complete atheist and was like, no, I don't believe any of that. Yeah, same. And now after doing that, I'm like, okay, I'm not saying that I believe in Jesus no, and the Bible, very... but there is spirit. You know, there is greater things out there in other other out there in space other dimensions what well, i definitely felt can't be answered and probably exist and it's opened up yeah. that door where yeah. i'm now questioning whether or not you your, know that that is yeah, your perception of the possible has now increased yes yeah that's hugely. a better way to articulate it yeah. yeah it's so it's gone from being quite sort of not now tunnel right. vision because yeah. i do think we're we're pretty kind of like open-minded anyway but for me, and this is going to sound like really full on, but I almost see my life as in before I did it and yeah. after. <laughs> I do, yeah. You do. Part of my life is like the Old Testament. After DMT is the New, the New Testament. Testament. It is, yeah. <laughs> like before Christ and after Christ. Yeah, yeah you're right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. but, I mean, that tells you a lot, right? DMT, Yeah. And why Before death of ego, after death of ego. Yeah. Exactly. And why wouldn't it be like before and after Christ? It's like... Yeah, that's a pretty accurate depiction of it. Like, yeah. I felt like I met Christ. If yeah. I was a religious person having that experience, yeah, I'm you sure would, that's what it would have been translated like, as. Like meeting yeah. God. If you're an atheist having that experience, you would experience it as just a white light. Yeah. But if you yeah. were, say, a Christian having that experience, you might be like, it was the light of Jesus. Oh, yeah, yeah, I was, I was yeah. touched by oh, the light of God, yeah. yeah. Well, isn't there, it just there depends on your interpretation. Someone else might be like, I saw Buddha or something. Well, this, like, I'm not 100% sure, but supposedly around Moses, the burning bush, wasn't it meant to be the acacia, acacia bush? Yes. Acacia and bush. that is high in DMT? Very high. If and you did set a bush on fire and were clearly, and, and, and you were standing, standing by it, close by, it, by and, and there was saying that Moses... Yeah. Well, and I'll be funny, yeah, after he stood by this bush, he claimed to go up a mountain, hear a voice from the clouds, and he and came yeah. down with two stone tablets. Yeah. I mean, that sounds like the sort of anything any man would do is trip. I mean, I wouldn't be <laughs> yeah, able to yeah. carve two yeah. tablets like after a DMT <laughs> trip, so I'll give him that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with ten commandments. I can't even get ten words out. <laughs> was he doing with a chisel and a hammer up a mountain? Well, <laughs> he must have been there all day though I yeah, mean, yeah. Don't, ask probably, probably. don't ask he questions he probably just had it on him didn't he <laughs> just he knew him. he was going to get a message yeah. he was prepared the point is though DMT could be like religious the deliverance I think for some I think you don't have to go to church to be a Christian you don't have to necessarily go to a mosque to be a Muslim I think you can practice any sort of religion or faith uh, wherever you're from but with DMT, it's like universal deliverance. I don't think it matters what your religious faith That's is. That's what Terence McKenna liked about it. He was like, you, know. you can sit up a mountain for 30 years in a meditative state and try and reach this kind of nirvana where you have 
these kind of out of body experiences and access this knowledge. But why do that when you can just smoke some DMT or drink some ayahuasca? And anyone can do it. Anyone can have this experience instantly. And we could transform the world through this experience. DMT was really this gateway into me really wanting to explain initially what I had seen and felt and experienced, but then that quickly moved on to the nature of reality. And that kind of led me to all kinds of different things. And what, and as well as that, I felt like I did experience some kind of ego death. And what it kind of removed was my fear of the unknown and my fear of death. Where I want to link this back to conspiracies a little bit is I feel like they're the two main things that the powers that be use to manipulate the population. It's what they have over you. What, death? The fear of the unknown and the yeah. fear of death. death. Yeah. And these two things were two things that were literally obliterated with DMT. Fear of the unknown, well, I've been to the unknown and back. After yeah. you come out of that, you're like, well, I've, the unknown, don't talk to me about the yeah, unknown. I've, I've been the there, I've seen it, yeah. you know. I can't even put this thing into words. And the fear of death, well, I know that there's so much beyond this reality now that death is non-existent. Mm. I've been outside of my body and back. I've explored universes. I've felt that I am one with everything and, and I now know that there is more than just this reality. So the the fear of death has kind of been evaporated too. I say like with COVID and the and the pandemic, I like feel like I've been a lot less susceptible to the panic and the fear and the control, maybe because of the experiences that I had with DMT. Probably right. Once you have your vision of reality completely dismantled <laughs> like Good to way, such a fundamental level when you mm. come back into this reality like nothing kind of is the same again you start questioning everything because it's almost like taking the red pill yeah yeah, yeah. right yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah in the matrix <clears throat> there's no going back you know yeah. Like you said, you've looked behind the curtain, you look behind the veil, you've come back and you're not the same afterwards. You know, because you, of what you've seen, what, you, you what, might what have, you've experienced. You might have that scene in your life when Neo passes the old noodle shop and he goes, oh my God, there's that place I used to eat. And he's like, good noodles there. And he realised that he never ate, never ate them there. Yeah. And, and I think that's the, the sort of the thing that you get from DMT now is... You see those old places or anything in your life, but you've got a different spin on it. You know what I mean? Whatever it could be, DMT's allowed you to challenge that perception of something that you thought you once had or seemed to have. Just like the red pill and the matrix. That might break down your whole reality like DMT, but it's when Neo awakens in the real world and when he goes back and sees the matrix for the first time, He's almost a bit like, can't believe I was walking around in this place like a zombie. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, while all other people are on their phones doing shit, blah, 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 tap tapping things, he was like, my God, like, and everyone else is just plugged in. He's obviously had that social awakening or whatever, enlightenment from the red pill, maybe like the DMT hit, that he's now, like he said, 
he can't be programmed, he's now awoke, he can see other things. Right? Doesn't mean he can still not go back into the Matrix, he can. Yeah. He can get plugged back in. But when he goes back in as an awake soul now, he is now aware of, of what the world is then. You know, and that's, and that's what I think DMT does for people. It breaks down their perception of reality. And when they come back around from it, I think it allows you to go forward from that point and challenge everything you see from then on. Yeah. Through a different light, uh, different, different eyes of the lens. lens, lens. Yeah. Yeah. Which, is, which is great, really. And you say this is the thing about conspiracies. Why would they, why would they keep that illegal? Why would they keep that illegal? Because that's that's <laughs> they the, don't want people the same as before. They don't know. want people. They want people to become robots that are working, putting their head down, go to work. So then you minimum do, fuss. So you obey. do also have conspiracies involving the pineal gland, like fluoride. Oh, I've yeah. heard about that. Yeah, Water. Yeah, 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 and toothpaste and stuff. And yeah, toothpaste. So although it's not been proven that DMT is, let's just say that it is, there are chemicals that are put into our water and things like toothpaste that are calcifying the pineal gland and stop it from working mm-hmm. more if, effectively. How about if you've got a filter on your water? Or a Brita filter? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, there's probably or filters. Or is there like a filter on, like, no, no, no. They're, they're, they're like, even no, when you make filters, they should write out for a Brita and be like, no, does, your water, does your water filter stop my yeah. pineal gland? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah they would probably be like, you're what? <laughs> <laughs> they're in on it, they're in on it. Pineal gland, never heard of it. <laughs> yeah, what's that then? <laughs> it makes you trip out. <laughs> this guy's mental. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll put you through to another line. Yeah. But it's true, yeah. No, there probably are ones that, like, help with that, but... In foods as well. Yeah, I think a lot of the stuff they put in foods where really is unnecessary that, that that I think goes towards the suppression. Fun fact about the pineal gland, it's actually its first development in, in the embryo, and it's the 49th week period. And do you know what happens in the 49th week period in the embryo? Sex is determined. Is it? Yeah. The chromosome split into his XXY. And, and that is when the pineal gland... that is when the pineal gland is first registered development. So it's almost like, almost as your sex is given to you, your consciousness, the spirit molecule, as we've been calling it, is, yeah. is active for the first wow. t- or present for the first time as well. Yeah. That's really cool. That is pretty cool. Yeah. So that's like kind of, I think it comes back to our whole development about... Well, yeah, because that kind of, t- you know, we've, we've, we've spoke about near-death experiences and people having effects on DMT and ayahuasca where they feel like they're sort of seeing the white light and having this near-death experience. Now you're linking it to actually your inception into the world, this mm-hmm. point where it's sort of give you, giving you consciousness. Then we're talking about it on the other side of the scale, being at your, your death and your passing. This seems to me like something that is so important. It's it's in humans, animals, plants, thousands of different species. It occurs at the most important moments in our lives. It mm. is excreted into our brain when we dream at night and we have these profound experiences in other worlds. You know, what a mysterious chemical this is. Yeah. hope you enjoyed that episode of the schism we've got plenty more episodes on the way 
In the meantime, follow us on our Instagram at schism.tv and keep watching the skies. Thank you.